Winner of the customer success category at the Elites 2023, Arjun Menon, Principal CSM at Salesforce, knows how to prove his value, not only to the organization, but also to the customer. The role of CS is forever changing, but it is such a crucial role at the moment. In the current climate, it is so much easier to get new revenue out of existing customers than new business. So we need to nurture our accounts. In this episode, we discuss how to retain customers, identifying new use cases in existing accounts, and how we can see the CS function evolving. If you're in CS or account management, then you won't want to miss this episode. I hope you enjoy it. So excited to have you. How long have you been in CS for? I've been in as a CS for about a couple of years now, mm-hmm. but have been in the tech industry playing multiple roles like an account manager role uh, for close to about 13 years now. Wow. So you, you're a veteran. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> Hopefully at least. Right? Hopefully. Well, he's the winner of the award, so I'm guessing so. So today we are here to speak about proving your value as customer success. I think in the current climate, unfortunately, people are seeing new business wins as the priority for their business. But actually, if you pivot that and realize, I think you said a stat that it's seven to 10 times more expensive to bring in new logos than to retain your existing customers. So we actually probably should be focusing on the CS and account managers within our teams, because let's make sure that those existing customers stay and that we can really grow and nurture them. Hopefully you agree with that, but that's what we're going to be speaking about today is proving your value as a CS rep within your organization, but also to customers. So to start with that question, how would you prove your value to firstly, the customers that you're working with? So it's important to understand what you define as value, right? Because value can mean very different things to different organizations. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you talk to a sales organization or a service organization or a marketing organization, uh, each person is going to tell you something different that means that is valuable to them, right? Uh, and now you break it down by industries. Mm-hmm. The meaning of value is very different now, right? So I think when working with your customers, it is important to define what value means to them, yeah. right? And what they expect or what value they expect to get out of their investment, right? In your product. Uh, when you set that straight up front when you engage with your customer, you are actually setting them up for success and setting yourself up for success. Mm -hmm. Because then you understand what the customer really wants to get out of your product and you're able to give them that prescriptive path, right? For them to get those those valuable outcomes that they are intending to achieve Mm -hmm. with your product. So I think when you're working with a customer in general, uh, understanding what value means to them, right, yeah. is primarily important. And with that, I guess, what success means to them. So where Absolutely. do they want to be at the end of this contract? Absolutely. What kind of questions would you ask them to provoke the value? Uh, it could be as simple as uh, how do you, uh, I mean, what do you want to achieve out of this, right? Mm-hmm. It could be a very generic question, right? Uh, but what the answers you get is the will be very different from every organization, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be, hey, I'd like to improve productivity of my reps. Or it could it could mean, hey, I would I like to reduce the average handling time of my cases. Or, hey, I need more clicks on my web page, mm-hmm. right? So start with a generic, generic opening statement to kind of understand what the customer really wants, right? And of course, you need to be prepared. You need to do your research as well, mm-hmm. right? You can't get into a meeting and ask these generic questions. So it's important to research your customers uh, beforehand, understand the kind of business they are in, uh, and you can always study and understand what uh, what are the objectives that they have got, right? As a company, mm. right? Uh, it could be the 2025 strategy or the 20, 
2030 strategy, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, you need to get a sense of where they want to go, right? In the next two years, five years, ten years, whatever, and then try to understand how your product is supporting that growth strategy of theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, by doing this, you are understanding your customer better, and of course, your inputs are more valuable to the customer because you are giving them more uh, credi- credible evidences, right? To, yeah, of course. For them to re- maintain their outcome. Right? And it shows that you've actually got that relationship with them; that it's not just a blanket approach that you have with all of your customers. Absolutely. Every business should be different. Absolutely. They all have different use cases. They want different things out of your product. Absolutely. Okay, so once you've done that discovery and understood what they want to get out of the time working with you, how many check-ins and touch points would you have throughout your relationship with them? Is it? It varies from customer to customer again, right? Because if you have customers that uh, are more strategic to your organization, uh, have renewals coming in that are so critical for your business. You would want to spend more time with them, right? So that they are able to realize value in their investment. Uh, check-ins can vary from uh, every week mm-hmm. or every day, depending on the customer situation, right? But I think more than the check-in, right? It's about how you are able to position your customers for success, right? So the way I like to operate is to have a, a plan or a path for them uh, based on uh, initial agreement, right? Mm-hmm. To understand where they want to get to. Uh, in say six months time or twelve months time or whatever, right, and have regular touch points to see where they have uh, reached mm-hmm. based on the agreed timelines that we have had, right? Yeah. Uh, so the QBRs are not to check status, mm-hmm. right? The QBRs are typically to see what has been done and what further needs to be done, right? Uh, and what support you need from me mm-hmm. in order to achieve those interim milestones that we have, right? Right. So the touch points to answer your question, the touch points can vary by customer, but I think more than the touch points, it's important to always understand the pulse of your customer to know if they are really taking your recommendations seriously, right? Mm. And if they are actually implementing those recommendations in its first place, right? Mm. Because you can have you can speak to your customer twenty times a day, and they're not going to take your recommendations seriously, right? So it, it's about making sure your recommendations are factored into their strategy, their plan. Right? Yeah. So when you get to the end of your contract with them and you've delivered everything that they asked for and you've got them to the point that they said at the beginning of, of your relationship that they wanted to, and it comes to renewal, people are putting their prices up at the moment. It's not a secret. Everything is becoming more expensive. With that pushback that they might have to renew on the inflated prices, how do you prove your value to the customer that it is worth that increase in price? Um I always reflect to the business case that the customer had uh, initially created, right, to purchase a product, right? Because what happens is that the business case would have been created a couple of years ago, right? And uh, many people would have forgotten this business case in its first place. Yeah. Right? So again, I spoke about value earlier, right? The definition of value uh, could be many times miscued, right? Many mm-hmm. people have different interpretations of value after a certain point, right? So I typically like to look at the business case to begin with, uh, and benchmark or baseline where they were at that point of time and where they are right now, right? Mm-hmm. And I always focus on the future, right? If you are able to continue with the progress that you have made so far, this is where you can potentially achieve, right? Right. And this is the path to that success. Right? Yeah. So uh, having that forward-looking discussion with your customer is very very helpful. And of course, they need to realize that they've already got some value, right, mm. from their investment. And then again, that's what a CSM's job is, right? 
to ensure that the customer is happy with the product and that they are able to uh, scale or upsell or cross-sell within that organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Great advice. So we've spoken about value with the customer. Now I'd love to talk about value within your own organization. I mentioned at the beginning of this call, oh, of this call? We're not on a call. <laughs> I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that companies are cutting back, unfortunately, with some of their CS teams. Firstly, I'd love to know what are your thoughts around that? Like, why do you feel like CS actually play an integral role within a business? So, it's a very interesting question, right? So research has typically shown that uh, about 75 or 70 to 95% of uh, organizations mm-hmm. fail in digital transformation, right? Now, which means essentially when they buy a product, there's a very good chance that they're going to fail with that product mm. and any product, right? So it becomes extremely important for any tech organization to ensure that their product is successful when the customers are implementing it, yeah. right? So the CS function's primarily responsibility is to ensure that organizations are utilizing those licenses properly mm-hmm. uh, and they're able to get that business outcome that they initially set out to achieve with that product, yeah. right? Now, hence, this function becomes very important because you're helping your customers uh, achieve their business outcomes, number one. You're then also helping, I mean, because your customers are now happy with them reaching their business objectives, Mm -hmm. you've got a very good chance to cross-sell and upsell in that account, right? And it's obviously, if you ask any AE, they're going to tell you that it's easier to sell uh, more within an existing account than acquiring a new account, right? Mm. So you're able to now upsell and cross-sell within within that organization, within your customer. And... Number three, you know, you've got a happy customer who has met their business objectives uh, and they're happy to give you more business, which means they're happy to tell that story to many of your prospects, mm. right? Which essentially helps your organization sell more. Of course. Right? So I think that that is a primary value that CS can deliver to organizations, right? Mm-hmm. And as CSMs, right, I think the, the power that we have got is that we are very close to the customers. We know what is happening. What are they actually doing with the product that they've purchased? Right? Yeah. Which means we are very close to the ground and we are capable of telling great stories, mm. right? And this is something many people are uh, shy away from, right? Because we don't like to talk about ourselves, <laughs> right? Or we don't like to, I mean, it might sound, I mean, it may be like boasting or something after a point, yeah. right? But beating your drum is not a bad thing because you see your customer, uh, you've seen where they are, mm. you've seen where they want to get to, you've seen them implement your product, you've seen them get value out of it. And that's a beautiful story, right? Mm. Um, I highly recommend people to typically always keep telling that story, building their personal brand as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that helps in not only establishing yourself in your organization, but you're getting those beautiful stories out of your customers as well, right? Mm. Because now they are talking great things about your product. Yeah. Which otherwise they wouldn't have, right? Definitely. So, yeah. And I think also you mentioned the point that you're very close to your customer. You can then help your business grow in terms of if there's a problem with your software that's going on that your customer wants to be altered a little bit. You can then speak to the the solutions engineers and and say, actually, do you know what? This needs to edit a little bit. And this is what the customer looks for. Otherwise, 
you don't have your ear to the ground. You don't really know what's actually happening and whether people are enjoying what your service is. Absolutely, because there are multiple cases where customers say, hey, you know what? If this was a little different, it would have made our life easier. Exactly. And we are, as CSMs, we hear that feedback Mm. from not just one customer, but multiple customers, right? And we are able to share that feedback back to the product teams who are actually developing the product, right? And that helps the company as well, right? Mm. To ensure that you're building a robust product that is accepted across industries, across across business units and services, right? So So you said the value that you see in CS, which I think is very apparent that there is a huge value there. But how would you suggest that people communicate that to their organisations that maybe aren't seeing it the way that you and I are? I think the art of storytelling is one area that CSMs need to work on, right? Mm -hmm. And this might seem over and beyond your day job. Because as CSMs, your role is to ensure your customers are adopting the product. So you look at adoption rates, you're looking at uh, your CSAT or NPS mm-hmm. uh, parameters. Uh, you're, you're looking at a bunch of things to ensure that there's no attrition in those accounts. But then you forget to tell that story, right? So that storytelling is an art, right? And it's it's something that CSMs need to practice doing uh, regularly, right? Yeah. Uh, and again, one... Uh, one complexity, right, that is there within CS roles is that um, so outcomes are very subjective at times, right? Mm-hmm. Because, and also there is this uh, attribution con- uh, complexity, right? Um, for example, it's it's hard to say that, hey, Arjun engaged this account and uh, for, for 10 hours or whatever, and that resulted in uh, an improved CSAT of five. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to tell that story, right? So... When a CSM tells that story, saying that, hey, these are the kind of engagements I ran with that customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the initial perception, right, of what they could have achieved. Yeah. But then by by the fourth month, this was a changed perception of mm-hmm. theirs, right? And hence, this changed a particular process, right, which resulted in a CSAT score that improved from three to five or yeah. whatever, right? Uh, again, I'm just making this up. But then... That storytelling is what most CSMs lack. Mm. And is it another complex part of this is that many of these outcomes do not happen in days or months, right? Because what CSMs typically try to impact typically takes six months, seven months, mm. a year sometimes. So you can't wait for a year to tell that story, right? <laughs> You've been doing nothing for a year. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, by the way, I'm great. <laughs> so then, then, then people start asking those questions. Like, yeah. hey, what's the guy doing there, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I've not heard anything from this guy for the last one year, right? <laughs> so, so it's important to tell those uh, interim stories, mm-hmm. celebrate those interim successes. Yeah. Uh, and of course, as you do that, right, you're also getting close to the goal that the customer wanted to initially achieve, right? Yeah, of course. So as you celebrate those interim milestones and you finally reach that final milestone mm-hmm. uh you, you you're actually you've be, you've been beating the drum well and you're also setting up uh that story up uh for that final beat right yeah at the end of 12 months or whatever right so i think it, it becomes very very interesting it's, it's a very tough discussion right mm-hmm. many people don't like to tell their stories but it's it's extremely important to tell those stories out there and uh, ensure that your organization your leaders 
hear and see that value that you're bringing. Yeah, we're just too humble. You need to know your worth Absolutely, and yeah. shout about it at the rooftops. Um, talking about shouting about your successes, you did win the CS Award at the Elites, our awards that we run for the tech industry. Firstly, congratulations. Thank it you. was a hugely um, contested award and the judges were just so impressed with you and your skills and what you've done at Salesforce. But what advice would you give to other people that are listening that are maybe in CS and wanting to be a top performer or maybe even thinking that CS is the route that they would like to take? There's so much more to being a customer success rep than retention and high MPS scores. So I would love to pick your brains on what else you need to do. With the CS role, right, Izzy, it's, it's very easy to get uh, caught in with the QBRs and uh, adoption numbers, retention numbers, attrition numbers, right? Uh, I think my biggest advice to CSMs uh, is to focus on or invest in themselves, right? And when I say invest in themselves, uh, focus a lot on upskilling, right? Mm-hmm. And again, CS is a very, very uh, complex function. Uh, and hence upskilling also becomes a little complex, right? Because if you look at the people process technology element or uh, angle of CS, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the technology part is something most companies focus a lot on. Like when you when you join a new organization, uh, you're expected to learn the product. Yeah. You're expected to stay abreast with all the happening enhancements of the product, right? Mm-hmm. All the releases that come by the product. Um, but the people and process area is typically ignored, right? Mm -hmm. When I say people, I'm talking about uh, you as an influencer, right? Because a CS role is uh, is a role where you're influencing a lot of people. It's a lot of leadership Mm -hmm. uh, skills you need to have. uh, And also there's a lot of change management involved, right? So upskilling yourself in leadership uh, skills or change management skills, or even even influencing skills, right, uh, becomes very, very useful, right? Mm-hmm. In ensuring that whatever you're trying to achieve in that account actually happens, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And also the process part of it, because uh, it could be, I mean, you might enjoy, say, the retail industry, but then are you an expert in the retail industry? Maybe not. So it might be an area to, to explore, right? You could, you could probably specialize in supply chain or order to cash processes, mm-hmm. Or you might say, hey, I, I, I like a particular industry, like I like the healthcare industry. Let me spend time understanding the healthcare industry mm-hmm. better. The process is better, right? Because then you are not just a CSM, but you're a little specialized CSM. Right? Yeah. You're not only a, a person who understands your company's product, but then you understand how to influence people uh, to, uh, to implement the recommendations you're making. Mm-hmm. Uh, you understand change management better. You can help your customers through... Uh, navigate to, through change management and and of course you also understand the industry now right? mm. now i'm not asking you to become a master of all right but be selective and see where you'd like to upskill yourself uh, like i said technology is one area most csms focus a lot on uh, but the people and process part of it is sometimes mm. uh, not looked at so much so that's an area people can typically focus yeah you need to become a trusted advisor absolutely for your customer there was a statistic recently um launched and i hope i don't get this wrong that 78 percent or 73 percent of buyers prefer a rep free experience that is because they don't feel like the sellers are bringing anything to 
the table that they it's just easier to do it themselves and they're not bringing any advice or any knowledge and I know that's more for like maybe account executives and people that are actually getting new business in but I think that really does trickle through to customer success as well they want to be able to trust you and realize that you are the person that they're going to go to and you're the person that's going to make them successful um and through that you have to be an expert in your field don't you absolutely and uh, again the advantage of CSM has got is that when you are on the ground you're making recommendations you're not selling mm. right you're telling them hey why are you not looking at a mm. why are you not looking at b right and you're giving them a point of view saying hey i've worked with four or five customers who are doing this but you're doing something different mm. now it could be by design by choice but that's fine but i'm giving you a point of view right yeah. that many people may not be able to give you and that's again a va- uh, the value you bring onto the table right? yeah of course Thank you so much, Arjun. You have given so much insight to the world of CS and how to be a successful rep within the space. So really do appreciate it. But at the end of each episode, as always, we ask our guests one challenge that they faced in their career that's really helped them grow and shape to where they are today. So this is showing the unfiltered side of sales, that there are ups and downs and sometimes not everything goes well. Um, What is yours that you'd like to share with us today? So... In my early career as a CS rep, right, um, I had a customer who never had the need to engage with the CSM, right? Now, so so QSRs were something that the customer was not interested in doing mm-hmm. because they never saw the value in QSRs, right? Now, this happened for a couple of quarters, right, until I started getting restless. And I started questioning my own ability, right? Mm-hmm. Saying, hey, am I doing something wrong that is not materializing in the customer yeah, engaging course. with me, right? So there are some doubts that come into your mind as a CSM all the time, right? Again, it's that value conversation, right? Where you feel that, are you proving or are you delivering enough value for customers to engage with you? Right? Um, and what I learned through that process was that it was because of past experience of the customer with a CS rep, right? Mm-hmm. That stopped them from engaging with the CS function altogether, right? So I think one area that CSMs typically can work on uh, is to keep their mind sharp Mm -hmm. and focused on building those relationships because building relationships is everything in this uh, this field, right? So build those relationships and again, like you said, become that trusted advisor and people start seeing value slowly, right? Mm. And believe it or not, Izzy, um, it's a a hard time when people... uh, are not listening to you or taking your recommendation seriously, right? Imagine, yeah. But then the moment you start delivering small wins or quick wins for the customer, right? Then they're like, hey, that that CSM told me something that worked. He knows what he's talking about. So let's let's look at <laughs> another recommendation, right? Yeah. And then, then that works. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's look at another one. And then that works. So then you build that relationship, you build that trust with your customer, mm-hmm. right? And then ultimately things fall naturally into its cause. Does this customer now take your calls? Absolutely. Great. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need. There's a good outcome to that story. Arjun, thank you so much. And no. um, hope to see you continue to smash it in your career. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you so much, Izzy. Thank you for having me here. Thanks so much for listening. Check out the channel for more episodes like this one. And we'll see you next week.